Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Zoom once again. I know that uh, this rainy day keeps us a little bit uh, inside, so it's easy to jump in, whether we're in our PJs. I, I did get dressed today <laughs> or not, but uh, welcome. And I just, I'm Tamara Rossander, your licensed uh, practitioner and spiritual director for Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock. And I just want to take a moment to welcome us in prayer and realizing that each one of us are rooted in spirit and that we trace our life back to the original source of the divine. And that with every activity of our mind and our body and its rhythm is one perfect life. And this life circulates through me now and through each one of you listening and watching here today. Having the will to live in joy and in wholeness, and I am at peace in the world around me. So as I bring that joy and peace and harmony into my life, I know that it operates in, through, and as each of you here. I'm so grateful for this time together, for this teaching that brings together this spiritual community of CSL White Rock. So I'm grateful. I release these words, the law of mind. I let them go. I let them be and ask you and join me in saying, and so it is. And now I get to introduce one of our favorite musicians, Linda Kidder who is returning with us. She is an award-winning artist here in Vancouver. Her recent endeavors include songwriting with other artists and their recordings are available on YouTube at Friday Night Release Party. So please join me in welcoming back Linda Kidder. Thank you. <laughs> You gotta make some hay while the sun is shining. There's no point sitting around the kitchen whining. Today's a new day, you gotta stand up straight. It's a perfect time for making hay. Well, you gotta make some hay, there is no denying. You wanna get ahead, you gotta keep on trying. Too many lemons make lemonade. It's a sweet, sweet time for making hay. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing As long as you are happy and the money's coming in Make the most of every day and you will find You just can't wait for tomorrow to begin You gotta make some hay while the sun is shining Even if you wake up and the clouds are there Cause shiny days they happen inside your head Come on, get out of that bed we never know when our number is up so why not make the most of every day that we got make hay while the sun is shining make hay we'll be out there shining we gotta live every day it's your last day and for heaven's sakes make some hay you gotta make some hay you gotta make some hay you gotta make some hay 
beautiful day. It's a beautiful day, hip hip hooray, and a perfect time to make some hay. Count all your blessings and laugh every day. It's a perfect time to make some hay. Hey, perfect time to make some hay. hey, 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 hey. Making hay. Yay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. I, I like the way you included uh, words about sunshine. <laughs> Just what we needed today. Even if the sun's having a little bit of a challenge getting we through the clouds. Today. Yeah. So thank you. Um, uh, welcome, everybody. And please feel free to put your contact information in our chat space. To, uh, tell us where you're from and any other information you'd like us to know. Um, and, uh, and Linda, if you have any other places besides what we've mentioned that you're going to be um, performing at, please put that in the chat as well. We'd love to see that. I'm Georgia Neekin. I'm one of the spiritual practitioners here at CSL White Rock, and I'm delighted to be here today. And, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us. As we begin our gathering today, as uh, settlers on this land, we are honored to live and operate on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish people. We thank the First Peoples who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. CSL White Rock is an inclusive spiritual community and learning center. We teach spiritual principles. We offer tools to use in all areas of our life regularly and consistently. And when we do this, our life flourishes and flows out with ease and grace. And I wanna say as a personal note from since the time I've been here, I've been in, involved with CSL, it's like coming home and, and those tools really do work. And if you got a bottle of wine sometime, we can pull up a chair and talk about it. <laughs> Just kidding. <clears throat> um, so let's walk together on this spiritual path and walk each other home and all the while transforming our lives and the lives of others. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for that beautiful song. Beautiful. Amazing. I, you know, today I don't even feel like I have to do the talk. I've already had Linda do <laughs> such amazing work with picking the song so far about joy and happiness. And then I've had Diane's meditation and I Dan said everything I was going to say so what the heck here eh? <laughs> just <laughs> I love it when a plan all comes together <laughs> well today I, I wanted to start off I'm talking about if you're happy and you know it and in this last week I've had three or four emails I would say from people who are maybe not as happy as they would like to be they're missing community. They're missing being together with our people. They're missing that spiritual connection. So as Georgia alluded to earlier on May 29th, we are gonna be offering our first in-person gathering. <laughs> I can see hands clapping, I know. So it's not gonna be our, our regular service because we're still working out the bugs and trying to figure out how to do everything. But we're going to meet at the Semiamu Library on just off 152nd, and I believe it's 18th. Um, but watch for all the details coming up in the newsletter. 
And we're going to host, we'll have on Zoom that morning, we'll have our regular Sunday gathering. And then we'll all go over and meet and we'll be led with Reverend Terry Shea. We'll do a collaborative conversation. And we thought it would be just a fun way to get everybody back together as that is a bit more interactive session rather than just the regular Sunday gathering that we do. So good news and thank you for the people who reached out and let me know that they were missing our community and it kind of lit a fire under us. And yesterday uh, I was so fortunate to have our leadership team I have goosebumps right now because I have such a fabulous community and also a fabulous team of people, leaders in our community that support me and help us get through these net, this time and also help our community grow and move forward. And we have got to experience meeting Reverend Champion in person and they'll be back speaking with us next weekend. And you know, the thing that I'm thinking about in, in if you're happy and you know it and the happiness of, of life is then there's also the other side, the unhappiness. And where do we find that balance in, in life? Where do we find that? And I almost wanted to name my talk, finding happiness in the messiness of life. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes my life is a little bit on the messy side, whether it's my office or whether it's things that I've got going on and whether it's taking care of, you know, I, I think I told you guys, everyone that I had my dad who lives in Kelowna with a broken ankle, my mom down in Birch Bay with a broken ankle and trying to navigate helping each of them from different places and I'm here in the middle and you know so that messiness of of life that we all go through and this messiness of COVID and missing people and being separated so it seems yet we know the truth we know the truth that we're not separated it may it may just seem that way in this reality but the truth is that we know that we're both one, that we're all one. We're all here as a spark of that divine mind, that presence. So when we think of happiness, I was thinking, well, you know, actually one of the first people that came to my mind, well, besides Jill, Jill is like the epitome always, I think of happiness and joy, <laughs> but there was three, other, well, there's four people, I guess. So I did some research with Brene Brown, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit to. I did some research with Wayne Dyer and of course our, our founding leader, Ernest Holmes on, on happiness and joy. And the one thing I did find, I was thinking of then the other person I was thinking of is Reverend Cassandra. Cause I loved how Reverend Cassandra should always look up in the dictionary. What is the word <laughs> that you wanted? and go through. So I thought of that. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that today. So I went and I looked up the definition of happiness. So what the Webster dictionary said is it's a state of well-being and contentment. Then it has in capital letters, joy. And in Diane's meditation, she used happiness and joy simultaneously and flowing back and forth. And so I thought it was interesting that it was there. 
And it says the second part is a pleasurable or satisfying experience. Uh, and the other part of it that is not necessarily used as much anymore, but I thought it was really interesting, was an obsolete use of happiness is actually good fortune, prosperity. So again, I'm looking at either our values or our what we think of as God qualities. So abundance, joy, love, those are things. And that happiness, that state of happiness is all about that. And when I'm thinking of happiness, I think about gratitude. So one of the quickest ways, if I'm down and out and I'm like, oh my gosh, poor me. This is just, how am I going to get to Kelowna? How am I going to get down? How am I going to do this? I just will take a moment. I'll take a moment and turn to prayer and to my gratitude list. And sometimes it's the easiest, smallest little thing that will light up a picture in my mind that will return me to happiness. And, you know, I was reading, um, I'm thinking of doing a book club in June, you guys, on Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. So I'm putting, I'm saying it out loud. So that means now I got to follow through with it. (laughs) But she talks about joy and happiness in a section that she calls places we go when life is good. And and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, maybe this is the places we should go. You know, the should, I shouldn't shit on myself. But the places that we go when we're not in such a good place because there are moments in time that we can recall and bring back to our mind to help us get back into the place of happiness. So what Brene Brown says, she talks, she did an interview with Dolly Parton and I love this, a a quote from Dolly Parton uh, song, I will always love you is, and I wish you joy and happiness, but above all this, I wish you love. How beautiful is that? Above all this, I wish you love. And Dolly Parton even knew there was a difference between happiness and joy. So I, because I always get confused about, well, what, what is the difference? What, what is joy? Well, if I'm happy, actually, I'm, I'm, am I experiencing joy then? Or if I'm joyful, I'm exp- am I experience happiness? So what Brene Brown says is joy is sudden, unexpected, short lasting and high intensity. It's characterized by connection with others, connection with God, nature or the universe. Joy expands our thinking and attention and it fills us with a sense of freedom and abandon. Freedom and abandon. And when we're in that joyful place, that space where we are communing with the one mind, with that divine, whether it's a walk in nature, sitting, holding hands with a loved one, 
or petting our, I know some of us are big dog fans. So we're petting our dog. That brings us such joy. And it's, it's something so simple that we can do to get ourselves back into that section of feeling joy. And she shared a story about joy, about her daughter. And she said, she was on an outing with her daughter, Ellen, and she had the privilege of witnessing an expansive and incredible nature of joy and gratitude at play. So it seemed like yesterday, but it happened 16 years ago, Brene says, when Ellen was in first grade and we played hooky one afternoon and spent the day at Herman Park. At one point, we went into a paddle boat in the middle of the pond and we were paddling around and I looked over and I realized that Ellen had stopped pedaling and was sitting perfectly still in her seat. Her head was tilted back, her eyes were closed and the sun was shining on her uplifted face. And she had that quiet smile that Diane talked about in her meditation on her face. And I was, then Brene says she was struck by her beauty and her vulnerability at that moment and the joy on her face. She said, I could barely catch my breath. And I know I've, I've witnessed that moment myself with my children or, and even sometimes my dog, <laughs> he just, you know, look up with those eyes and it just melt away or the, a child laughing or even sometimes driving by a playground and just seeing the children playing freely, expelling joy, the happiness that goes through with it. But she said, when, you know, I walked, Brene said, I watched her for a full minute and she didn't move. So I started to get a little nervous. <clears throat> she said, Ellie, is, there, is everything okay, sweetie? And the little girl opened her, eye, her eyes and smiled. She looked at her, uh, Brene and said, I'm fine, mama. I was just making a picture memory. And Brene says, I'd never heard of a picture memory, but I like the sound of it. And she said, what does that mean? She goes, oh, it's a picture. A memory is a picture I take in my mind when I'm really, really happy. I close my eyes and I take a picture so that when I'm feeling sad or scared or lonely, I can look at the picture of my memories. The wisdom of a grade one, the wisdom of a grade one. And Renee says that she used the word happy as we often do, but there's no question that she was witnessing joy, that swirl of deep spiritual connection, pleasure and appreciation. And this story just warms my, my heart. I just think it's beautiful. So how is it that, you know, sometimes we talk about fake it till you make it and, or is the other one, fake it till you make it and, and act as though it is. And in science of mind, that is what we call a mental equivalent is when we picture what it is that we desire, what it is that we want, and then we do prayer, our spiritual mind treatment on that mental equivalent. 
And the thing with a mental equivalent that Ernest Holmes says, oh gosh, going through my books here, sorry, is that one of the most important things to remember is that we cannot demonstrate life beyond our mental ability to embody. So we give birth to an idea only from within ourselves. And what we are, we put into thinking. What we are not, we cannot put into it. And what he also says is, for instance, if we're praying for whatever it is, we must believe. We must believe. And Jesus had said, this is what Jesus meant when he said, we must believe when we pray. This belief is providing within us that something which knows before it what it asks for. Sounds a little complicated, but I don't think it is. I think it is when we can embody the joy, that spiritual quality of the one and be open, you know, Ernest Holmes always said, be open at the top and allow for something, that bigger idea, that bigger expression of the one to be able to embody it. And each time that we embody that joy and that grace, it, it, it expands our consciousness. And so when we're doing, when I do prayer or practitioners do prayer for you, they've been practicing this, of this knowing the truth for each of you and for knowing the truth for this community. And we now have our, our leadership team joining in and doing prayer for CSL White Rock. And I love we did a, a values exercise uh, yesterday and some of the values that our leadership team came up with is the top one, belonging and community. How wonderful for, for us is that. And then oneness, being supported, love, caring, connection, faith, service, sorry, I have them on my wall. That's why I'm looking over that way. <laughs> Spirituality, compassion, gratitude, and inclusion. What a fabulous list that we came up with, I think, yesterday. So going back to being happy, you know, the title of happiness too. The other thing with happiness is sometimes what Brene Brown says, let me go back to Brene Brown one more time. Cause she said happiness. Now that we talked about her definition of joy, her definition of happiness is stable. It's longer lasting and normally the result of effort. It's lower in intensity than joy and more self-focused, but with happiness, we feel a sense of being in control. And she says, unlike joy, which is more internal happiness, which seems more external and, and circumstantial. And so it got me thinking about happiness again as well as we talk about it, that happiness is more that we're looking for happiness 
We'll be happy when we get that job. We'll get, we'll be happy when we find that perfect partner. Oh, I'll be happy when we're back together in person. Hmm. I wonder, is that true? Is that true? <laughs> oh, I see Diane shaking her head. Right? So we look outside of ourselves for happiness. But the thing is, the happiness is within us. And going back to that, what Ernest Holmes says is that we have to be willing to embody that happiness. You know, it's, it's unrealistic, I think, to rely on someone else for our happiness. I know sometimes I think I'll be happier if my partner maybe listens to me more often, <laughs> just does what I tell him to do. <laughs> but then you know what, he'll do it. And then I'll be like, oh, really? You're just gonna go along with anything I say? He goes, there's no making you happy. <laughs> so this morning, okay, side story, personal story. He said, I was getting ready for my talk and I was preparing. He goes, do you want, I'll make you some breakfast. And I said, no, no, I don't have time for breakfast. And of course, then he starts making bacon. <laughs> I go out and I go, oh, did you make an extra piece for me? And he's like, oh my gosh, woman. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, that was just something a little silly that happened, just an expression of happiness right there. But we both laughed. And I said, well, you know, you know, you knew I was going to ask you. And of course, he had made me that extra piece. Is <laughs> his words of, what is it, the five love languages, his definite love language is acts of service. He loves to be able to do things for people. So this, if you're, oh, where am I? Thinking, thinking, thinking again. So many material things we think will bring us happiness. And then when we do, we find that we get them. They, they don't make us happy. So I think it's time now to change that. And we can, the whole science of mind is based on that. Well, there's based on quite a few things, but one of the main topics that you always hear is change your thought, change your life. And that is what we can do at any moment. We can be in control of our own destiny and fill it with happiness and well-being. We are always at choice of how we want to respond and react. And I like the title of the song um, if you're happy and you know it, it just, as soon as you say it almost, it's like you get a smile on your face and then you clap your hands and you shout hurrah, stamp our feet. And we do those things. And are we, you know, the question I ask myself is, am I clear on what makes me happy? Or what are those things that bring me joy? And I think it's really important that we all for ourselves answer that question because happiness, I'll go back to Brene Brown again. She said, the one thing she said that doesn't make her happy is that the fact that there's no consensus in research 
on when it comes to defining happiness. <laughs> because happiness is different for each person. It, I'm going to be happy, you know, riding my motorbike. And some people will look at me and say, oh, how can you do that? Aren't you scared? Doesn't that freak you out? And I said, well, a little bit, but that that's kind of the, the joy of it too, is that I know that I have to be careful and do those things. So the happiness is different for everyone. And how many movies has there been out there about the pursuit of happiness, looking for happiness, chasing after it? So there's this great Zen story about there's a, a big dog and a puppy. Since I've been talking about dogs today, I guess this is why I was thinking about it was with this story is this big dog saw this puppy and the puppy was running around in a circle, chasing his tail. And, and the big dog asked, why are you chasing your tail that way? And he said, well, I've studied philosophy and I've solved the problem of the universe, which no other dog has done. He's, no other dog has solved this problem, the puppy answered. He said, I have found out that the best thing for a dog in life is happiness. And you know what? That happiness is my tail. That is why I am chasing it. And when I catch it, I'll reach happiness. So the big dog said, son, in my young days, I was also interested in the question of the universe. And I thought that happiness is in the tail. And in the beginning, I was chasing it. But later, I noticed that wherever I go and whatever I do, the tail was always following behind me. And then I understood that I don't need to chase it. So how many times in our right? very wise dog, dogs are so smart. I know there's cat lovers out there too. Those cats can be smart as well. <laughs> but how often are we chasing after our happiness? You know, how often are we chasing after our happiness? So talked about Ernest Holmes, talked about Brene Brown. It goes back now to another little book I have, Being in Balance by Wayne Dyer. <clears throat> and I love, I'm taking the habits course with Dr. Joanne Lanning right now. If anybody still wants to join in, we've only had one class. There's still three to go and you can definitely catch up. But it's nine principles for creating habits to match your desires is being in balance, what Wayne Dyer says. And he talks about at the, the last chapter, nine, of being earth, and, and Ernest Holmes says this, that earth is heaven on earth. So right now where we are, rather than searching for heaven and going through, heaven is just right here around us. It is what each of us make of our time here. What is it that we wanna put our efforts into? What do we want to do? Heaven should not be thought of as a place that you'll ultimately arrive at once you leave this earthly existence. Mm, he says, rather, it seems that me that you want to experience heaven right here on earth. And Elizabeth Barrett Browning, she wrote a poem about that on, 
I'm just looking for it here if I have it. On heaven being here on earth. And there's all sorts of things that we can do to create that little piece of heaven. There's all sorts of things that we can do. We can recall those picture memories, those happiness memories, that times in our life that we were joyful and that we were connected to the one. We can find joy in whatever we're doing. And it may be, you know, I was thinking about happiness and, and spring cleaning. Normally those two things don't go together, I think. <laughs> because I was thinking, oh gosh, I gotta mop the floor, I gotta clean out the closet. Ugh. But really, when I'm doing my spring cleaning, I'm creating space. I'm decluttering pieces of my life so that I can make room for what is next. I can make room for that joy that is coming into me. Because I know when I do my prayer, I have my mental equivalent and I surrender, as Diane said earlier too, and I think Linda in her, her song as well, when we surrender and just accept where we are in our life and stop chasing our tail, that that is when we'll find heaven on earth. Hmm. And I'm looking at the time and look at that. <laughs> I think that might be a good spot to end. <laughs> it might be a good spot to end. So practice prayer, practice gratitude, practice being kind, doing random acts of kindness for other people, or find that thing that brings you joy. Bring about some of those picture memories that when you're having that hard day, you can bring back to mind. So I'm going to read a, a prayer by Ernest Holmes, maybe. I found the book. I found it. Of course, it's How to Change Your Life. At the back of the book, he has The Secret of Joyous Living, and he has another one on joy. So let's take a moment and know the truth. So if you feel a moment, take a breath, settle in. and know that there's one life, one love, one divine mind that is operating in, through, and as each person here today, that we are spirit in this human body. And yet the God qualities of spirit are here in a, each of us. And we know this truth about ourselves and about each other, that we have the faith of God and that when we look at each person, we see them as that spiritual being that they are. So 
So knowing this divine presence is always closer to me than my very breath. I have nothing to fear. I feel this loving protection around me. I know that the song of joy, of love and of peace is forever chanting its hymn of praise and beauty at the center of my being. Out of my mind, all unhappy, unhappy and negative ideas. I direct my thought to the sunshine of life, to the brightness and to the laughter, to the joyous presence of radiant spirit. I lay aside all anxiety and all striving and I let divine love operate through me and into all of my affairs. Joyfully, I anticipate greater abundance, more success and a deeper peace. Joy wells up within my mind and life sings its song of ecstasy into my heart. So with gratitude and joy and love and peace and harmony, I release these words, the law of mind, knowing right action is happening right here, right now. And I find balance in my physical life and my spiritual life. So knowing this truth of balance, I release these words, the law of mind, and ask you to join me in saying, and so it is. This is the time if you are feeling gratitude for today and for yourself and for your life, that and you've got a lot out of today's gathering and you wish to show that gratitude and you want to pay it forward. Um, and if you enjoyed our live musician, Linda is amazing. And if you found peace in that meditation, and if, it, if we resonated with you, we would uh, invite you to share that with an offering today. As Ernest Holmes stated, as we express life, we fulfill spirit's law of abundance. But we do this only as we realize that there is enough to go around. And as we know that all of the divine gifts are given as freely and fully as the air and the sunshine. If you leave today and you've got this nugget, you feel grateful, you feel gratitude, whether it was the song, the relaxation, the meditation, Tamara's amazing talk, please consider donating to CSL White Rock. And if you look in the chat space, uh, Nancy has just posted three ways to give. And you can also mail us a check or send us an e-transfer. And um, all the info's there on the chat. So please join me in declaring this prosperity affirmation. Divine love within blesses. Divine and, love within blesses. And multiplies all that I have. Multiplies all that I have. All that I give. All that I give. And all that I receive. All that I receive. And so it is. <laughs>